tonight. From wherever in the world you are listening, the big hand for your host, here's And welcome to Price Tag Pod, where we attempt to put a price tag on your dignity. I'm your host, Ainsley Bickley May, and I'm joined by my guest for this evening. My next guest has an obsession with the room. And honestly, the only thing that's more bizarre than his obsession with the room is his obscure relationship with cheese. Ladies and gentlemen, your host of the Mocking Days podcast is Jamie Hind. What's up, buddy? What's up, everyone? How are we doing? Thank you so much for that fantastic intro. I absolutely loved it. Um, it's Hind, but that's fine. A lot of people make that mistake. I get that on the phone a lot. But uh, yeah, fantastic intro. I, I love that. And uh, I do have a very strange relationship with cheese, which I'm looking forward to getting into, getting to the bottom of it finally. I was going to ask you at the beginning if it was Hind or Hind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Nobody knows who I am. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. I could have called you Jamie Hines and no one would know the difference. Yeah. You excited to be on the show? What's your thoughts? What's your opinions? How do you think you'll, you'll do? I'm hopefully going to do well. I mean, I'm a man with very little dignity as it is. So I, I don't have a lot to lose tonight, uh, but I've been really excited for this. I've been I've been really excited about this for well ever since you booked me. Really, I listened to a couple of episodes and I I just thought it's such a great concept and uh, sounds like a lot of fun. I can't wait to get into it. It's a really fun way to get to know people. Like I've met some good friends through this. Um, a lot of previous episodes have just met some awesome people mm. and kept them in their lives and stuff. It's it's fun and it's like yeah. such a fun way to interview a person and to get to know them you know definitely definitely get into their mind a little bit that i mean the the, the uh i don't want to you know let people behind a curtain too much but you send a little questionnaire out to your guests and and that was even fun to fill in it, it got me thinking about myself and some of the you know strange things about myself and so yeah yeah people can know about the questionnaire they like um so jamie are you ready to play please so we've translated to pounds. Um, that's what we do for our English listeners and um, English contestants. So everything's converted. So if it's a weird figure, just roll with it. Um, it gets a bit ridiculous, the conversion rates later on in the show. Um, I, I, was, then, I, I nearly looked up the uh, exchange rate. Yeah, it's up to date from whenever I converted these. So December last year. <laughs> so I don't know how right, okay. I've been dropping. Um, I could do this in Bitcoin. I think that would be more effective in the future. <laughs> Doge at the moment. Doge, yeah. <laughs> All right, £7.50, Jamie. Would you have a water gun fight with me, except my water gun is filled with piss? For seven? Absolutely not. So seven, it's it's going to be a lot more than that. I mean, filled with piss? No, you've got to do a lot better than that, I'm afraid. It can be your piss. That's better. Now we're, yep. get, we're getting somewhere. Um, so I'm, uh, you want me to throw a price back at you for this? <clears throat> I'm just trying to haggle you down to see... Uh, if I give you ten pounds, um, we're going up. We're going up a lot more than that. I'm. Uh, uh, where's your ballpark? I'm think. I'm thinking. Do we go triple figures? I mean, I'm just trying to be realistic. I think if you came to me with, I'm. I'm going to have to say if it's my piss, seventy-five pounds. Is my water gun filled with piss? Is my water gun filled with your piss? No, no, it's just me. Okay, okay. So I've just got. I've just got water in mine. How about I give you uh, 50 pounds and it's half piss, half water? You've got a deal. That's good. I'll take that. That's a very strong start. Yeah. I'll give you that. It was ambitious from you, £7.50. I mean, I, I said I'm a man with no dignity, but I mean, oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> I had a, an old bandmate of mine on the show and we talked about it. And the thing is, he just want, he just likes to hang out with me. So he's like, any way to have a good time with you is delightful. Just get covered in piss, hang out, have a laugh. Why not? I mean, most yeah. people are more comfortable yeah. with their own piss. So, Well, exactly. Yeah. As soon as you said that, it was, uh, yeah. It could have been, I mean, a random, a, a grab bag of like random strangers piss again that, you know, I might have come down a little bit if it was, I don't know, Elizabeth Olsen's or something. You might have got me down to 40, 45. <laughs> I think what you'd understand is I have to get the piss in my gun first. That's Just a, to be honest, it's not, it's not an enjoyable task for myself. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd have to like, I don't know, would I let you just piss into the gun or like, would I have to harvest it myself? And have to... we, we could use one of them uh, little, uh, what they call like a decanter type thing, right? With the big cone where they go into the thing and I'm just there. We'd have to have quite a big one, obviously, splashback, etc. But a big one of those, uh, I think that would work. Yeah, nicely done. 50 pounds. Um, so uh, I need you to explain. You said to me that you most of your hobbies include internet things. So you, yeah. would you say you're addicted to the internet? Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Addicted to the internet. I, I mean, luckily I have a pretty good internet at home. I very rarely have any outages. Um, I mainly get 4g whenever I do leave the house, which is not very often. Um, I'm a total internet addict. So yeah, every, everything, entertainment, games, communication, it's, it's everything. It's it's as important to me as a sense at this point. To to lose access to the internet would be like losing my sight or hearing or, or something. That's not a good layup to this question, Jamie. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. 18 pound 80, Jamie. Could you live without the internet for 24 hours? 18 pound 80. Um... No, I have other hobbies, right? I read books and things like that. And I have said to myself, I've wanted to do something, just a little challenge of myself and call it something like the 2002 challenge. And for like, I don't know, maybe a week, maybe a little bit less than a week. I live like it's 2002, right? I've got like a small collection of films I can watch. I'm mostly offline. I just text people, right? No uh, Facebook Messenger or Instagram. And uh, I play like PS2 and things like that for and i've thought i could that be an interesting little challenge so i could live without the internet for 24 hours but for this for, for 18 pound 80 i think i'd want a little bit a little bit more you know because that last sort of 12 hours would be getting real tough so maybe can we say 30 hmm. i'm trying to think if i'm gonna maybe if i give you um 20 pounds i'll let you have dial up internet from 6 p.m onwards 6 p.m. onwards. So, I'm trying to think what I can even do on that these days. It's hard to tell. Uh, I could, I could just browse the web. <laughs> so, okay, you've got, you've no got a YouTube deal. videos. It takes too much buffering. Why don't we call? Why don't we call it 24 pound? So a pound an hour at that point. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you 24. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Do you even stay awake for 24 hours? I mean, that's the thing. It vary. It really varies with me. I'm a very strange sleeper. Um, I'll be in a pretty decent routine, let's say, you know, 11, 10, 11 p.m. bed and 6, 7 a.m. wake. But sometimes I will have these times where it's 3 a.m., I wake up and that's it. I'm awake for the day. Like, I'm not going back to sleep. So I get up, potter around, watch YouTube, 
and then get on, you know, get on with my day, go to work or whatever at 8am. And I, I'm like, Hey, I've, I've been up since three. So it's, it varies, but I, I must always have the internet there as a, as a crutch because you just don't know. And I, and I fall asleep to uh, something on YouTube, a podcast or something every single night. So it is important for sleep as well. Fall asleep to Bill Burr's rants. So about 11 hours long. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gotta very... be something funny. It's gotta be something funny. Yeah, Carl Pilkington's diary on repeat. Oh my God, you've you've read, you've read my mind. I fall asleep to um, the Ricky Gervais show uh, most nights. The the especially the old. I don't know if you've listened to the old XFM. Yes, I have. Yeah, those. I mean, I've listened to them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, and I fall asleep to those most nights. And uh, that show was really one of the big influences for me getting into this. Obviously. You can never replicate what they did because it was it was brilliant. But um, I just thought, yeah, I'd love to do that. To and that that's what um, we'll talk about it a little more at the end, I'm, I'm sure. But that's what my show is about. It's three best friends, and we just chat shit basically. <laughs> Have you seen Sick of It? I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't. You know, a lot of their solo work, I I haven't I haven't loved as much as as them all being together. I watched An Idiot Abroad. Um, I enjoyed that, but. Sick of it, I haven't seen. I've heard pretty okay things about it. I know that Steve has gone to America and he's doing pretty good in films. And to mm. be honest, Afterlife is one of the most incredible things that I've ever seen on Netflix. Is it? Uh, and it, it, yeah, it's really good. It's, it's Ricky Gervais in a totally different light than you've ever seen him. It's, it's very serious, but funny and dark. And it's a different place than what he's used to. So I'd highly recommend ch- checking it out. I will. I've told myself I must watch that. Like I will have to at some point. The problem is I watched the first episode and I laughed and it was good, but I was also incredibly sad. And that's obviously intentional. You know, that's, that's the direction he takes it. Um, and I was like, why do I, why do I have to suffer for the comedy? Right. Why do I have to go through this, this pain? And I just, I wasn't in the place at the time to, to, to go through the whole series, but uh, yeah, I think soon I'll, uh, I'll get through all of afterlife. Because he's doing, he's recording season three now. So what you could do is just wait for the week before and then just binge everything. Big binge. So that yeah. you have. Yeah. Hopefully I'll become sort of desensitized a little bit to the, the sadness, you know? Yeah. Enjoy the laughs. The, the, the bit where he calls, uh, the little ginger kid calls him a pedo and he says, well, you wouldn't be in any, in any danger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great from the first episode. I was at the same episode when the, the dog is, is barking. He's like, what? No, he's not a cunt. Don't call him that. It's just. <laughs> Think so. I think I, I think I've seen that bit, whether it's in trailer. the first episode or I just saw a trailer or a clip. Yeah, yeah, I will watch it because I, I love, I really love Ricky. He really is one of my uh, icons in in broadcasting. I have a quick question before we dive into this question. Um, you said that one of your most disliked characters is Elon Musk. Why specifically mm. him? Right. Okay. So Elon Musk is. I, I, I should just you know, preface this, he, Elon Musk is doing good work for the betterment of the human race. I will, I won't deny him that trying to get us to Mars, you know, Tesla, electric cars, green energy, uh, Cyberlink, which I understand, you know, the, the objective there is to eventually help people who are blind and, and disabled in various ways. Great. Brilliant. You know, hats off to you, but it's his public persona. He puts on this kind of hello, fellow children, meme lord uh, cyber daddy kind of um the the whole incident where uh, are you familiar with it the um the group of, of uh, children who were stuck in a cave in i want to say it's thailand and he 
came up with an idea. Uh, it was a, a little invention, like a little submarine. And he said, this will help. I've invented this. This will help get them out. And then the experts that were, you know, in charge of, of the case trying to rescue these boys said, you know, thanks, Elon, but it wouldn't work for this reason, that reason. It, it's too big. We have to go through here. You know, we'd have to fit someone in it for this long. It, it just wouldn't work. And he just, his pride was so wounded. He called the guy a pedophile. And obviously, you know, calling someone a pedophile is the worst thing. They are the most reviled group of people, rightly so, in our society. They get beaten up in prison by rapists and murderers. And to, for someone of his position to say that to a, a guy who's just trying to rescue some kids, <laughs> it's terrible. And then uh, the guy sued him, rightly so, uh, but unfortunately didn't win. So uh, that's that's one reason I really dislike him, but mainly I just find him off-putting. This the the the, the, the character in quotes he sort of plays. The, the funny thing is his savior from that um, that remark was saying, "Oh, and, and I didn't realize it was that bad of a thing to say because in South Africa we say pedo all the time. You know, it's just something we say to each other. It's not, yeah, it's not good. I, no, I, I heard that. It's like in, well, it's like in England. We, you know, we, we call all our friends a cunt and stuff. And I understand that's a lot more offensive in other places of the world. But surely, I, I, I find it very hard to believe that in South Africa they just call each other pedos, like left, right, and centre. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe among friends, right? But you, you don't, you don't have several. I don't know how many. It's got millions and millions of Twitter followers and call. Cool, say this guy is a pedo that's just that's terrible that's terrible like you you would if you had a group of friends say four lads on the binge or something it's kind of like oi pedo kev you know yes. you'd, you'd have a guy in your gang called pedo kev or something like that yes. you wouldn't you wouldn't be serious about it and most Absolutely people not will ask you why he's called that and there'd be a funny anecdotal story but yeah, it would be oh, nothing to do with kids it would just be something ridiculous like he misspelled play-doh yeah no yeah <laughs> you know? absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got, I have that uh, sort of relationship with, with my friends and we'll, we'll jokingly call each other it for different reasons or whatever. Uh, none, none of us are obviously, <laughs> but yeah, you, you throw it around your friends who, you know, and you've known for years and you know, the boundaries and you know, that sense of humor and that it's okay then. But um, in, in that situation, it was just way too far and, uh, and not, not, not cool. Not cool. Elon. I think this next question summarizes the negativity of Elon Musk without ever interrupting his deals with society and humanity and, you know, his, his, his good work. Um, and I think you might enjoy this question. So for £37.50, Jamie, would you let Elon Musk throw a cream pie at your face? You have to watch him laugh, be smug and walk away. Ooh. Um I think so. I think I think I'm I think I'm just going to go straight in and accept that one because knowing Elon there'd be some event around it and a, a a joke and memes and there might be like a Jamie pie in the face coin crypto that he launches and <laughs> you know I feel like I feel like that would come back on me well. I feel like I'd I'd make more than than the initial sum of money. Because of you know, because of his clout, he'd want to make a big deal out of it. I'm sure. So yes, yeah, I'd do that one. I think instead of, uh, I think you would open up like a Jamie's instead of a Greg's, and you start selling cream pies left, right, and center. Yeah, absolutely. There's a yeah cardboard cut out of me, and if you if you hit my face with the pie from across the store, you get like fifty percent off or something. Yeah, I think that's how it'd end up. Yeah, and the thing is, like everything that Elon Musk touches right now just seems to turn to gold. You know, he talks about yeah. Dogecoin and Bitcoin, and all of a sudden it's just skyrocketed. So 
Oh my God. It's just briefly speaking about Dogecoin. So I, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I had some, um, and I said to my dad, I was like, Oh, uh, dad, you should, and my dad's like nearly 60. I said, you should, uh, you know, you should get some, it's not too expensive. It, you know, something might happen with it. Not a huge risk. Um, and I then had to sell mine. Uh, this was, I don't know, a few weeks ago. I had to sell mine. And my, my dad bought, I can't remember how much, let's just, let's say 50 pounds worth. Um, obviously over the last week or however long it's been, it's gone up like 400%, hasn't it? And and yeah. his, he's sitting on like a, a decent little bit of money now. And I'm so annoyed because I'm the one that told him to invest. And then I had to sell mine. So uh, yeah, that and again, that was probably thanks to Elon. So I guess <laughs> I've got something to thank him for. <laughs> Would you do this task for 25 pounds? Yes, yes, I think so. I, I think so because honestly, I see this one as 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 I feel like some in some way beneficial to me. As much as I dislike Elon, um, not I don't hate him. You know, there's there's people that I really really hate in the sort of celebrity sphere, and but uh, I just kind of dislike Elon's persona. So I, I think I'd let him. I think I'd let him do it for for twenty five. Yeah. Nice. I wouldn't haggle you down more than that. I think that's fair. It's just his smug face, you know? Exactly, exactly. It's a smug face and persona and the, all the weird music he puts out. I didn't even get into that. He's released like an EDM song or some bullshit. It's just oh, like, just just do, do the good stuff. Just do the good stuff for humanity and we will all appreciate you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, how's your pain threshold, Jamie? Ah. Uh, you know what? It's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. I, I'm trying to think of the last time I was in sort of serious pain. Um, I'm quite bad at stairs, right? So I'm often like falling up or down my stairs, and I'll like hit my shin or my back or something. And you know, it's, I've been seriously injured a long time, but I don't. I don't think it's too bad. I mean, we used to have a question on the show of um, stub your toe once a week for the next two years, Oof. and that was a pretty. That's a pretty tough one. Um, but that's like further down the list. It's not here. Um, in fact, your question, Jamie, for 75 pounds, would you roll in a patch of singing nettles naked? How long for? Does it matter? Does that, I don't know if that matters, does it really? You could just all roll and that's bad enough. Um, 75 pounds and I'm naked. Could I? Could we go for like 50 pounds and I wear some, some one of them, uh, what are they called? Like jock straps? We call that. Can I wear one or, or it's like nice or some like uh, speedos or something like some little swimming shorts to protect my uh, my boys? Um, you can have an adult diaper. <laughs> so I'm rolling around in an adult diaper and stinging nettles for what are we saying? Uh, a sixty. We'll say sixty for that. I'll give you 50. seventy for naked. I'll give you fifty-two. Fifty-two. So I was at 60, 50. Yeah, okay, deal, deal. So I'm in, I'm in an adult diaper. I'm rolling around a sting and it was fine, fine, fine. I'll take it. I almost want to give you a pacifier as well. Call dummy. Just don't worry, I'm not going to record you. You're on your own here. No, no. <laughs> it's just some weird private thing between me and you where I pay you 52 pounds and you have to do what I say. Yeah, it's just perfectly <laughs> normal scenario. That I've, yeah, sure. And I can just I can just wash off the sting with some pissy water afterwards. We've all been there. We've all been there. Put on this adult diaper and do what I say. Here's some cash. We've all been there. Yeah. You've seen OnlyFans, right? 
absolutely. <laughs> now there's an there's a money making idea. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, your fear of wasps. You need some explanations here. It's a it's a fear and it's a loathing hatred of wasps. I think they are a blight on the face of this already pretty miserable earth and they deserve nothing but extinction. They are wretched vermin from the deepest circle of hell. They're cunty bees, aren't they? I mean, I think bees provide something for society, but I don't know what wasps do. Yeah. Bees, you know, bees, like I, I see a bee, you know, it, it does trigger the same fear in me, but then my, my mind is saying, well, hang on, wait, it's a bee, you know. But then I think, look, because I, I kill wasps on site when and if I can, if it's safe. And a bee, if, if a bee gets too close, it, you know, it's like a war. There's going to be civilian casualties. All right. I, I'm not out to kill bees, but if one gets caught in a crossfire or it gets too close to me, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I, I try and avoid killing them. But look, if they're too close or I think they're a wasp, particularly those honeybees, bumblebees are easy to spot, but the honeybees are less so. The thing is, I don't think I would trust anyone that says they're not scared of wasps or bees. I don't know. Oh, my God. Have you ever been out? Uh, you know, it's summertime and you're, you're sitting around with some friends uh, having some drinks and a wasp. I jump up and I'm getting back and I'm, oh, shit. And there's always that guy who goes, I'll just sit still and it'll leave you alone. No, no, you're a sociopath. I'm legging it. You're cr- No, I'm not going to sit still and let a wasp crawl over me, you, you uh, sociopath. You literally were use the anecdote I was about to do the exact same thing. <laughs> wow, great minds. <laughs> yeah, I literally almost wrote down that. <laughs> great minds. No, I've, only... I've, I've had that joke up, up there for some time, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we're going to be on uh, stage. What's the deal with bees, you know? Just doing the Seinfeld thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thing is, I'll either sit, yeah, so I have, I have written down, like, I'll either sit super still and stare it out or swat in every single direction, you know? Those are my options. I, I, no, you see, I, the the super swatting is a is a is a sort of a rookie's mistake. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to think like you're John Wick, right? You have got to think, okay, immediately, where what we, what weapons do I have around me? What, what what's in arm's reach that I can grab? Usually, uh, I I got one the other day. One got into my brother's room, so I live at home. It's me and my brother here at home, and one got into his room. And he came and told me, he's like, oh, I don't want to go into my room as a wasp. And I went, right, okay. Now, the door was closed, so I had some time to you know, plan my uh, attack strategy. And I, I grabbed a big can of like thick foam carpet cleaner and uh, then some sort of long stick thing to grab it. And I've gone in like, like John Wick or James Bond with this carpet cleaner. I've spotted the target. Bang, bang, bang. It's immobilized, okay? It's neutralized. I've scooped it up. I've put it on the outside of his windowsill. Now, a better man would have left it there. But you know this deep seething uh, hatred I have for the, the beasts. So I proceeded to take a can of lighter fluid and just sprayed a little bit outside on the windowsill, just under the wasp. And then I got a long candle lighter and I uh, ignited the, the vile uh, creature and sort of watched it burn for a little bit. And, and that, that's really how far I'd go to kill wasps. And let me just say, I respect life, right? I don't swat a fly. I don't step on an ant. I was a vegetarian for the longest time. So I'm not some crazy, you know, person who's out to torture animals or anything. But it's just wasps. I just, they, I, I can't stand them. I also find that 25% of like most 
typical English guys growing up in school is setting fire to most things. Well, yes, yes, there is that as well. There is that element of it as well. If you've ever been, like you said, in the UK and 15 years old, going out in the middle of a field with a big bottle of cider that you bought for like three pounds, like a three litre bottle, white, white lightning, frosty jacks. You, there's, you always start a fire and there's always somebody with a deodorant can who throws it on the fire. So yeah, it starts there. You're absolutely right. If you're a, a young man in the UK, fire is sort of ingrained into you. And I'm fully aware that swatting is the worst possible thing, but how many times have I done, like, I know what I'm doing right now is the wrong thing to be doing right now, but for some reason I just can't stop myself from doing it. So you you're know? just, you're a thrill seeker and an adrenaline junkie. You're like, yeah, this wasp might sting me, but we're going to have a fair fight. I'm not going to use weaponry and technology. <laughs> well, if you're out in a field, you don't really have those things. I mean, like, I have my phone in my left hand. Well, I'm going to swat it with my phone. I'm going to oh. call, call the wasp police. Like, what am I going to do here? Oh no, man. If I'm out in the open, I'll just run. Because they've, they've got the advantage, right? If I'm, I've got the home advantage when I'm in my house. Yeah, literally. <laughs> if I'm out in public, forget it. I'm running. I'm running away. If I can't immediately put a glass over it or something, I'm running. And I mean, actually, place a glass so it's trapped. I don't mean bottle it like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like something out of uh, Green Street. Or something. <laughs> the thing is, I discovered last summer that I'm, I got a fear of snakes because I stumbled across a snake. It wasn't coming oh. to attack me, but it was defending itself. So I, I ran like shit fucking fast as fast as I mm. could. And obviously it didn't go any further because it was defending itself. So my my like mental, like my memory, um, what's the word? Like muscle memory was like, okay, so now mm. I've seen a snake. I ran and I was successful. Perfect. I'm going to do that every time now. And mm. I know for a fact with snakes, you shouldn't fucking run because <laughs> they are fast. Why is that? Oh, really? <laughs> so I'd run as well. So what are you, they ever do come across a snake? What What's the optimum strategy? I just slowly back away, like, I don't know, tilting mm. your hat, pretending like, you know, as you were. <laughs> Good day. Good day. Good day, sir. I mean, you're no harm. Bully day. Bully. <laughs> yes, I, hello. <laughs> and you, you know, because then you might say something really offensive in, in snake tongue. Exactly. You might assume it's gender or something. You need like Harry. <laughs> you need like Harry Potter there to translate for you. He can, he can speak to snakes, can't he? The thing is, I feel I'm going to end up mixing up my animals and end up thinking it's a bear and just like pretending I'm big or something. Yeah, so that's oh, not... that they hate that. They hate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should. All you should do is, is shed your skin to show them you're you're one of them. I show them I'm vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. You take off all your clothes and just start sort of peeling away your skin. <laughs> that would do the trick. <laughs> 188 pounds, Jamie. <laughs> Would you drop kick a hornet's nest, but you're wearing a beekeeper suit? Oh, okay, right. I was. I'm glad you said the beekeeper suit because yes. it was going to be absolutely no way ever in hell. Um, a hornet's nest. Now, I I do not know the ins and outs of beekeeper suits. Do, I don't. Do they protect against hornets? Prefer preferably, you want to know more about the outs of a beekeeper suit than the ins. You know. You don't want anything in a beekeeper suit unless it's yeah. yourself. No, no. Okay, uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be more than that. It's going to be a lot more than that because just just approaching it and the thought of it and and it's hornets. It's not even wasps. So I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to demand a little bit more. I say a little bit more, but we, we're going to have to go quite higher on this one. One hundred ninety-five. That's higher still, because now I'm thinking about the acrobatics element of it as well. I've got to perform a drop kick. <laughs> <laughs> what if I'm? What if I go to do the drop kick and I land and I like 
break a rib or something and then I'm just stuck there <laughs> screaming with hornets devouring me. I tell you what, you can do a Charlie Brown if you want. I can set out like a rugby. Okay, that would that yeah, now that's an improvement for sure. Um 300. Whoa, I don't think about that. Um I mean, how about you kick it pretty far? <laughs> What, Does like, distance uh, help? I don't really know much about like American football, but like like Tom Brady or something. I assume he can kick far because he's a name I've heard of. Um, <laughs> I've heard his name this one time. I, I, I'm sure he can kick. He, he plays that, that sports ball game, right? Um, uh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll kick it pretty far, and I'm I'm in, I'm in protective clothing. So your last off was 180. I said 300. Did you did you did you come back at me with another one? I said 195, and you said 300. So how about we do 225? Yeah, deal. You've got yourself a deal. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Well, I'm not happy with it, but I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> take it. I'll take it. How kind. I need you, Jamie, to explain your phobia of certain types of cheese. Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to, because um, it is it is certain types, and it is also certain uh, forms and certain. Uh, there's there's a lot to it. There's, there's, let me just so I'll start from the beginning. Um, pizza is probably my favorite. In fact, no, pizza is my favorite food. I love pizza. Right, I eat pizza like at least probably twice a week. Um, it's great. Uh, obviously, I have the cheese on it, everything, no problem. I love it. Great. However, cheese, when it is not melted, when I see it in the shop or I see it in the fridge or or anything, anything like that, I see it on a, a cheese board, it, it, it disgusts me. It makes my skin cruel. It is almost like a phobia. If I didn't like pizzas, I, I would say I definitely have a phobia to, of cheese. Um, if, if I need something in the fridge and there's a, a block of cheese in front of it, I have to get like a, a knife or a fork or something and move the cheese out the way to get the thing I want behind it. Um, if I'm cooking, uh, which you know, I don't know, I, I do semi-regularly, I, I guess, and, and cheese is involved. So like a lasagna, I love lasagna again. Um, you, you want cheese on top of that. Now I have to have it pre-grated because I'm not touching a block of cheese. I'm, uh, I'm not touching a block of cheese unmelted. So I have to buy a pre-grated packet of cheese and like kind of look away and hold it at arm's length while I pour it over this lasagna and it's really uncomfortable. And then I just bung it in the oven and like run away. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I, will, I will not ever touch a blue cheese. Um, these like giant wheels of cheese are, are terrifying to me. Um, yeah, that's 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 about it. You know, there there are some more like minor details, but that's that's the length and width of it. That's a real severe fear. It's like it's very odd. I know it's very strange. Could I mean? Could you just pretend that Red Leicester is a giant weird shaped carrot? Can't you like try to train yourself? Uh that no, that's that would be horrible. That would be really horrible. Um, but that's because that's like the orangey one, isn't it? That's yeah. scarier. The less listen i'm scared of one that's just like a plain yellow square if they start getting funny colors and shapes forget about it forget about it so no or blue veins and stuff in it so, oh god is this from space oh, 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 oh. 
Okay. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, God. I, I'm not looking forward to this next question because I can feel what's, <laughs> okay. what's coming. I do not understand the severity of your problem. So for £376, Jamie, <laughs> could you lay in a bathtub full of grated cheese? Oh, uh, no, definitely not. Not, not, for the, not. not for that money. Not for that money. No way. No way. Is this, is this after the stinging nettles? Because I might be like more inclined then because it might like cool me. I don't know how cheese works. Would it melt on me? I don't know. <laughs> no, okay. Um, 375, a bathtub of cheese. Um, what cheese? Is, is it like mozzarella or is it like, what is it? What are we talking here? Ricotta would be gross, wouldn't it? Oh, God, yeah, because that's like... Yeah, in your holes. <laughs> Have you ever had anyone throw up on your show before? Because we might, we might be getting there. There's always a thirst, isn't there? There's always a f- or I'll just pass out. Um, oh, I'm sweating a little bit. Um, Parmesan? <laughs> Parmesan, so very powdery and fine, isn't it? Um, like if uh, Right, I think I'm going to first have to set what cheese it is. And I'm, I'm going to have to just go with like grated mozzarella because that, that's the one I'm most familiar with because that's the one I have on pizza and that's the one I put on lasagna. So that's the one I'm like most comfortable with still not 100% comfortable but that's grated mozzarella it would have to be if we're if we're even going to put this on the table so lawful, how long am I lawful good yeah, lawful good absolutely yeah <laughs> I yeah, want to you... see a fucking cheese wheel of different types of oh the alignment chart what yeah what would be the chaotic evil for me it would have to be something that was all veiny and moldy and I mean that's the thing cheese they say it's like oh it's better because it's been in a cupboard for 12 years and gone disgusting no that's mental yeah you wouldn't that do that to a child that would you madness exactly so that's got to be like the chaotic evil wasn't it like the blue horrible shit Lawful neutral would probably be mature cheddar, wouldn't it? Yeah, bang in the middle. Yeah, bang in the middle. Okay. Um, so, so we, it's, it's a bath full of mozzarella. And how how long am I in this for? Is it like um, a five minute job or? I had ten minutes down, but I think honestly that's that's too far. I'm gonna give you two minutes. Two minutes for three hundred five. Was it? How about? You have come down a little on the price, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit lower than what I was about to propose. How about four fifty? Four hundred square. Four twenty. Okay. Isn't it four twenty today? Four twenty today. It's got to okay, be four twenty right, today. Four twenty. Right? We're recording on four twenty. That had to come up. You heard it first. I don't. I don't indulge. I'm afraid. Devil's lettuce. I haven't in a very long time. No, I haven't in a. I haven't in a very long time, and I, I won't be tonight. It's uh, no. It's been a long, long time. So I've done more research on you as a guest than I have with any other, and by meaning that I actually sat through half an episode, uh, half of the room. Oh, excellent! Oh, fantastic! How did you find it? I fucking love it. Um, yes, I had to. Yeah. So the reason why I'm late to this podcast is I had to finish the room. I want to get get through as much as I can. I'm going to halfway. Um, and I went on a dog walk in a forest and I actually got lost and was in the forest for three hours. <laughs> and I got oh out. I got out when I when I messaged you 
fucking shoved ramen noodles down in my face and now here we are <laughs> yeah oh that totally makes sense yeah you said i'll enjoy the reason uh yeah, yeah. i definitely I'll, I'll let anyone off uh, lateness is really so i should have put it on my thing actually i really can't stand lateness but it's not very it's not really room for comedy it's just something that annoys me but um if someone's late because they've what they've been watching the room that's cool in my book um you know the, the thing about that film it's just it, there's so many movies out there that are bad and kind of made to be bad, like Sharknado and things of that nature. But The Room, he, Tommy Wiseau, just thought this is this is going to be Oscar winning. He thought he's a visionary. He's an artist. He he brought all of the equipment outright for the film. And Hollywood standard, even for huge productions, is to rent it. And he, he was like, no, we're buying it. He just had this unlimited pool of money. On set, he had a, a private bathroom installed just for him. Like the, I, I'm fascinated. Like I said, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated. I've seen it eight, eight or nine times. I've read the Disaster Artist, the which is the book that um, uh, the guy who plays uh, Greg wrote. No, sorry, not Greg. Um, oh, I've forgotten his name now. Greg uh, Sestero is the actor anyway, who stars yeah. alongside Tommy. He wrote a book about his experience with Tommy and knowing Tommy. I've read that twice maybe two and a half times. I'm fascinated with him, with that man and that film. I, I had a great time so far. Um, I'm at the point where Tommy is in the stairwell and his ex, his wife is talking to her mother about sleeping with another guy. Oh, and I had to pause there and I was like, scene. yeah, but I, so far I was really enjoying. He walked into, spoiler alert, it's, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, come on, these are all just subplots, but he walks into the flower store um, oh. with his sunglasses on. <laughs> He takes them off and I was like, oh, Tommy, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> You're my favorite customer. Yeah. Nice oh, doggy. Hi, doggy. I have a dozen red roses, please. <laughs> You're my favorite customer. Bye-bye. Fa- Apparently that scene was completely improvised. Or, or, or maybe the, just the dog bit was completely improvised. There was a dog there and, and, he, and that was improvised. And he was like, oh, hi, doggy. And, oh, it's, and that now is really one of the most famous scenes of that film. Have you... Um, uh, I, I can't quite remember the order of, of the film, but have you, uh, the scene where she's talking to her mother, has there been, again, maybe spoiler, the big reveal that the mother has breast cancer? Oh, it was not a big reveal. That was casually thrown away. Exactly. Exactly. And it never comes up again. It never comes. She goes, oh, I've got the test back and I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just like, oh, okay, bye. And that plot point will never ever be addressed ever again. It's amazing, and uh, oh, oh, that. I film. just like because after that, it's kind of like it felt like the lines after that was improvised because they're just like, yeah, well, you know, they're doing amazing things with cancer nowadays. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Bye. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> a, a lot of it. It's it's weird. A lot of it it it, it does seem like something's improvised, but apparently he was so strict on like you will stick to the script. You will stick to this script. This script is 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 going to, you know, be famous and studied in hundreds of years' time. And honestly, it might be. Like, the, <laughs> the attention and the traction the room picked up, um, it, actually, it actually might be at this point. Uh, and that's, again, what's so genius, so bad, it's just transcended being bad to just being an, an incredible piece of art. And that's how I see the rest. It's like, it, it's a a pure just piece of art it's just a man's bizarre mind if you just give a lunatic unlimited money this is what happens it's i i can't get over it the thing is like i find with the room and tommy is that there's a little nugget of gold for every single profession because for me 
now I'm getting so much into audio. And the first few scenes when he's, um, I brought something sexy for you and gives her the mm. thing and they're kissing. But the thing is, I can tell they did that post edit because it's mm-hmm. so lip smackingly on the microphone. There's no way they would yeah. have picked it up from the boom. Yeah. Then the next scene, they're drinking a glass of wine. You know, would you like some wine? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Glug, 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 really intense. And it's like, this is all done post. And even yeah. some of the lines, it sounds like they've done it post. Yes. It, it... Yeah. It's bad. They, they, they did. Um, they, they did for a lot of them, yeah. Uh, I, I, there's, I can't remember specific ones, but they definitely did. Uh, having, I really recommend The Disaster Artist. The um the book that's that sort of chronicles the shooting of the film and everything. I can't recommend that enough because you really get the insight into what went on and what what a character Tommy is. Because people think, oh, he can't really be like that, can he? Because there's all these stories of what is, but yeah, he's exactly like that and and, and more. There's so much strange uh, things to the man. He's, oh, I'd love to meet him. I'd love to meet him. Me too. I feel like we could push this section for much longer, but I'm just going to ask you the question straight out because I think you'll enjoy this one. 752 pounds, Jamie. Every year your family makes you watch a Christmas adaptation live musical form of The Room. I, is it written and directed by Tommy? Uh, it is, but it's um, a local pantomime in your area. So you, every year you have to go down to this cinema uh, or um... like the, the opera house or whatever you have there and it's done by your like local pantomime group, right? So it's so it's it's his it's his baby, but there's different actors and stuff going for it and 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 playing the roles and that's it, is it? And it's a, a bit of a musical. Yeah, it's like a community theatre. So like your postman okay. might be playing a, a a supporting role. Might be playing uh, Mark, who was the name I was looking for earlier. It's the one, yes. Stereo. And it's also a Christmas adaptation, so it will probably be happening like early December. I, I definitely do that, um, but yeah, because because I think it's such a fascinating piece of art, and I like to introduce it to people. I like to hear what they have to say about it and what they think about it. Um, so yeah, seeing other people kind of adapt it and uh, seeing what they can make of it, I, I think is interesting. Like the film, the Disaster Eyes, that was made by uh, James Franco who plays Tommy in the film, you know, they were obviously as fascinated uh, as I am and they, they took it and they did something different with it. So yeah, I think that would be great to see what everyone would do with that source material, given a chance. I want to do something with it one day. I'm not sure what, but I would, I'd love to do something with it. Maybe, maybe my own um, room fan film or so. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'd definitely be up for that. I'd enjoy that one. You've, you've got a deal there easy. I think what I wanted to do after the first few minutes of watching it is because it sounds like there needs to be a laugh track, like a Big Bang Theory yes. style thing. So yes. I was like, I kind of want to just go through the whole thing and put in what should have been there in the first place and release it. A lot of people have done a lot of different things. I don't think I've seen a laugh track yet, but someone has put Tommy in Star Wars and it's absolutely hilarious. Are you, do you watch Star Wars? Do you like Star Wars? I don't, but I would have Tommy's in it. I, I will. Uh, I'll send it to you anyway. The video of uh, someone basically putting Tommy in in the like see different scenes in Star Wars. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. I can't get enough of it. I'll send you it after the show. It's absolutely fantastic. Can I give you six hundred pounds instead of seven hundred and fifty-two? Yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. 
I'll swap. I would. I would swap the uh, the price of the uh, the the Hornets one for for that. Honestly, uh, again, I think this is one I'd actually quite look forward to. Yeah, I, th- I realistically, I don't think the question would be um, hard to discuss because it it sounds fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the fact that your family are coming along and it's you know a little community event and it's all about the room and. Exactly, because I've already done that with my dad. I sat my dad down and uh, showed him the room. I didn't tell him anything about it. I just said, "Look, Dad, I want, you know, let's watch this film." When I was is one one day, and uh, yeah, again, he was as fascinated as I am, and I love to hear his thoughts on it. And I, I just, I, I want everyone in the world to watch that film. That's my mission in life. <laughs> it, pretty much every girlfriend I've had, we've sat down and we've watched a room together. <laughs> my girlfriend refuses to watch it she's like i just showed her the trailer and she's like that's such bad acting and i was like yeah exactly though it's exactly. bad all over exactly that's the whole point yeah well, it's not the but it's not the point that's that's what he he thought it was going to be good and that's the best thing that's the best thing for me but anyway i could go on about the room all night we should probably <laughs> we should probably crack on with with your it's your show isn't it it's not the room podcast with, no, not with quite. jamie not quite <laughs> So we have four more questions coming up for young Jamie over here. Um, he's doing pretty good so far. He's been cooking hornet's nests and he's been laying in bathtubs full of cheese and he's been seeing uh, The Room as a musical production theatre. So it'll be exciting to see what happens after these messages. If there is one group in society you should absolutely never, ever, ever fuck with, it is not the Mafia or the, the Yakuza or a, a local street gang. No, it is people with too much time on their hands. People who will go to a local newspaper over absolutely fuck all. So today I'm going to take you through an, on, an odyssey. I'm going to take you th- on an odyssey. On an odyssey? Through an odyssey? Today I'm going to take you on an incredible journey through the world of people in local newspapers. They are usually either holding something up which they've been overcharged for, or it's something mysterious that they've found, or they've campaigned to get the local council to close something, or chop something down, or put an end to something. They're taking a stand! The local people are taking a stand! Do you hear me? Joining me is Ainsley Blakely May of the Price Tag Podcast, my guest host for this week. How are you, Ainsley? I'm doing pretty good. Um, this is the first time I've seen myself with the video camera for a while. It looks like I've got a mullet. <laughs> it does a little bit. You know what? I didn't notice that. I actually, until you pointed out, you shouldn't I'm have said anything. I'm tucking these away. I'm tucking them away. Yeah, you shouldn't have said anything. Tell us about your podcast. Yeah, I host a game show podcast <laughs> called Price Tag Podcast. Um, you were a guest, so please explain yeah. your experience. Yeah, I was a guest and I had a great time. Uh, I won't go into obviously how I did or anything. You know, I want people to go and check that episode out for themselves when it comes out. But I think I did all right. Do you? I think I did pretty okay. I mean, I had great fun. Some of the questions um, were really just bizarre. I had to really wrap my head around and really do some soul searching. I'm still thinking about some of those questions. I'm like, would I really do that for that amount of money? And, I, and I've been going back and forth in my head, like, maybe I should have gone, like, a little bit more. And then I'm like, though that one I would have done for less, for sure. I'm sure. 
Hello and welcome back to the Mockingjays uh, podcast. My name is Jamie. I'm an alien surveyor here from another planet trying to assimilate into humanity. I'm joined by uh, Joe Harris, who's actually a giant, but he was born a midget, so he appears human. And uh, Jamie Hart, who we brought to life this morning out of buttons. How are you both? We haven't got time, so we're going to get into exactly to what we're doing today. Today is... As you've seen on, on the thumbnail, the ultimate battle royale. 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 And we're back, Jamie. Have you been enjoying yourself thus far? I'm having a fantastic time, and I can't stop thinking about the room now. I'm no, probably going to watch it tonight. I'm probably going to watch it after this. I'll try to um, tailor some questions so that we actually manage to change topic because I, yeah, I've seen 40 minutes of the room and I just want to talk about it all the time to anyone that will listen. Well, maybe when you come on my show, that's what we can talk about. We need to do that. And then I think we need to go into Kung Fury. Absolutely. And examine that. There's, a, there's a series uh, blossoming there, I think. But uh, yeah, please, let's hit me with the next, the next question. Perfect. Um, high prices, um, 18,800 pounds. Yeah, they're getting busy. Um, I need to ask you first, did you go to university and how was your experience? So I didn't, I didn't go to university. Um, I, uh, I, I barely made it through school. I, I have a, I have a big problem with, uh, rules and authority and, uh, being in, in an environment with that, with so many, uh, such rigidity and, and rules was, had quite a profound impact on my emotional well-being honestly uh, so no I, I got out of education as, as soon as i could what um what course would you take though if you could if i could uh, be uh, psychology probably or english uh literature or something like that probably psychology would be my number one choice i'm very interested in psychology okay i needed that for the question so. all right for eighteen thousand eight hundred pounds, during a two-year university course in psychology, you split a student apartment with both Logan and Jake Paul. Fuck me! <laughs> no. No. It had to be them too, didn't it? Yeah, it, it did. had to be them too. <laughs> I knew it was good. I knew it because I mentioned how much I hate these people. I didn't name those two guys specifically. I said I hate people like that. And then he had his fight in the week, and I was like, "That's he, that's going to come up on the pod. I'm sure he's going to ask me about him on the podcast." It, and it came true. It came to pass. <laughs> oh, I've got so it, that's that, that's the that's the pitch. Is it? I've got I've got for two years. I'm sharing a room with those two idiots. Uh, for eighteen and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you're doing a university course. You know. Okay. So I, I'm I'm paying all the normal fees for uni and everything. So like, this is all coming out of my own pocket. But then I receive the eighteen grand. Yeah. Okay. So that I mean that, that covers the course and it covers the uh, rent and stuff for a couple of years. So that's done. So what am I going to be left with at that point? Maybe like a eleven or twelve grand profit. Um, I lived with them for two years. So I'm just thinking of what that would entail. I mean, I like to think maybe I'm, I'm I'm friendly and I'm nice, but I'm also quite an introvert and I'm happy to just sit away in my room and read and or play games or whatever. So maybe I could just like be cool with them. Then I can see them having all their idiot friends back at our place, and I find all of those people nauseating. So this is this is tough. There's, this is there's a lot to consider here. Um, boy. 
and how often can I get away from them? You know, are they? I, I can't see them doing the washing up and stuff. That would all be me. That would all be me because I do that anyway at home. I always get stuck with the the, the cleaning and stuff. I, I bet they'd be right pigs. Um, oh man, and it's both of them as well. That's that's the tough thing. It's not just one of them. It's both of them. But, but then again, entertain I, each other. I say that, but to me, they are one entity. They are one entity. Logan, Logan, and Jake. But I couldn't tell you which one fought in the week. To me, they're one entity. They're just one being that's that happens to have two bodies. Either Lake or Jogan, you know. <laughs> that's what I said. I, I said in my uh, to, to my mates in the group chat. I went, "Oh, uh, how did Logan Jake Paul's fight go?" <laughs> well, it yeah, uh, Jake Paul Logan's fight go, or whatever it was. I can't even. I can't even remember their first and last names. Um, I'll, uh, can I push you to twenty thousand pounds on that one? I'm trauma. I'm going to give you 18,500, so less, but they never discover your um, fear of cheese. Oh, fuck, yeah, because I didn't even consider this, that they'd actually actively probably try and fuck with me. They would put it in your bed, wouldn't they? They would, wouldn't they? Yeah, so so we've got it's a, it's a little bit lower, but we're my, my, my weaknesses are hidden from them. You know, like Batman's secret identity kind of thing that they'll never find out. Ah, okay. All right, you've got you've got a deal on on the with the caveat that they they don't find out my weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. All right, okay, I'll take you. I'm I'm gonna need some money for like the therapy and everything. So yeah, cool. I haven't watched deal. the fight. Uh, I surprised he won anyway. Whoever won. But they're supposedly going to fight Conor McGregor next, so I hope they knock each other out. I'd much rather see Conor McGregor win. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of him, to be honest with you, but the bloke he fought wasn't even a fighter. He was um, an athlete, but I'm not sure. But he was just a sportsman. He, he wasn't a fighter. Um, Incorrect, he actually. He was in, um, He used to be a fighter, I believe. Oh. Retired. And this is the newest fight that he won, I believe. This was like in the week. Ben Askren, I want to say, or something. Was his name? Perhaps. We're so uninformed, we shouldn't even have an opinion. Perhaps not. But no, I do know. I do know he's not for a proper boxer yet. I, I know that much. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to the day he does and he gets mashed. I mean, Tyson's back. If only. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Please. Don't. No, because I couldn't. My heart couldn't take it if, if, he, if Tyson lost. If, yeah. if Mike Tyson lost to that whatever idiot fought him, I just I couldn't handle it. You know, what? I never even considered that till you told me that could no, happen. It's exactly. Just... That's why I wouldn't fight them because because I could the, my pride couldn't take it. Not because yeah. I'd get knocked out in three seconds or anything. Not at all. Um, on this show, we've talked about pizza so many times. So I really wanted to just change the conversation slightly and talk about hot dogs. Where do you stand? Um, uh, quite plain. Okay, so maybe maybe some onions. Um, not much sauce. I'm not not really a sauce person. Maybe a bit of mayo. Okay, I've got quite a thing for mayo, and that's not a t- t- typical hot dog condiment. Um, so I'd uh, maybe a little bit of mayo and fried onions are okay, and that's I'd probably sort of leave it there. Okay, thirty-seven thousand five hundred ninety-five pounds. Every hot dog you eat from now on must have pineapple salsa on top. Pineapple salsa on top. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a straight yes for that one because the truth is I 
rarely eat hot dogs it may it may be maybe like once every couple of years truthfully so wow. um i think that's I, I've, I've got away with that one a little bit um and mm. you know pineapple salsa i'm not a fan don't i would not enjoy it i wouldn't enjoy pineapple salsa i don't i don't think but um yeah no i think i've i think i've i've gotten away with that one and I, i'd even pre- be prepared to come a little bit lower and say i'll eat one once a month yeah, I'm going to have to force you have one once a month and I'm going to give you 30, 33,000. Yeah, I still, I still think that's fair. I definitely think that's fair. I'm sorry if you can hear any shouting and screaming in the background, by the way. Is it Logan? <laughs> it's my brother. You know, I said I would live with my brother. He's, he's on his Xbox and he just, he just can't help himself. <laughs> should, have, should have told him I'm recording, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just assume that most people that eat, hot, that eat pizzas like hot dogs. I don't know why. I just thought like, I was both as trash food, you know. No, you're good. That's quite an astute observation. And I probably would eat hot dogs more if um, I said, you know, just before we started the show, before we came in, I said I live in quite a rural area and the takeout takeaway places around here. Basically, it's kebabs and pizzas and you can get Chinese, but I mainly just get pizzas. If they did hot dogs, I would probably eat hot dogs a little bit more frequently. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a, it's an access problem. Really, not uh, not the fact I don't like them. It's just that I can't really get hold of them. One of my ex girlfriends, uh, she we used to cook hot dogs. You know, it was like a little event. So, uh, but you know, we've we've been split up for a long time now, so those days are gone. But yeah, if I could get hot dogs, I would. I'd, uh, I'd eat. I'd eat more regularly. Crying into your hot dog buns. Oh, I miss it. I know. I know. Don't. I'm already welling up now. <laughs> Um, yeah, I need. I don't know to these two these two facts about you. I'd like some explaining. So I assumed that you were well versed in meme culture. So I wanted to know your take on that. But I also mm. want to know about your regularity when it comes to your dating life. Okay, so um, meme culture. I I do try to follow really closely, and <clears throat> honestly, in the last, I want to say like eighteen months. There's been a crash in the meme economy, as far as I'm concerned. You know, in my my sort of immediate notice, there is a distinct lack of the memes of old. So you remember like, um, you remember the good old days where there was like one strong meme going around and people would do different things with it. Uh, Dat Boy and Spongebob and uh, oh, I'm trying to, uh, some examples. Are Spongebob. Uh, yeah, uh, the... Um, the boyfriend looking away, the jealous girlfriend meme, you know, people doing lots of different things with that. Those days I feel like are slowly slipping away from us. And I haven't seen like one good standout meme that's doing the rounds lately. I've seen a lot of good individual memes. Bernie was probably the last big mainstream meme. I'm once again asking for, and then people did a lot of different things with that. And when that was good, um, but yeah, I did see one the other day, actually it was, it was, it won't sound funny me explaining it, but it was like basically a guy on TikTok and he was like, I will trade you this for this. So a lot of people have taken that and put different different trades in there or whatever. Like I saw one on Reddit, like I will give you this post and you will give me upvotes, right? Yeah. It, it's things like that. So that seems like it's got potential to take off. Um, That's a new pineapple my... pen, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep my eye on it. I'll keep my eye on it. <laughs> Um, the, the the meme economy is is something I do try and follow quite closely. Um, uh, but on to more sadder news, my dating life. Yeah, um, 
I I mean, what what do you want to know? What's where do where do you want to start? <laughs> I don't know. It's just um, how how regularly. I mean, are you when was your last relationship, or how frequently do you go out to? I don't know dates or what's your are you mm. fairly regular are you fairly reclusive so 2020 so last year now bearing in mind uh it was a pandemic I don't think I did terribly I I entered um four relationships in 2020 and that was a lockdown as well I did like quite well considering it was lockdown now one of them just ended amicably and we're friends and that's fine one of them ended not you know it was heartache for me in fact two of them did um yeah one of them was really horrible she just kind of like up and left one day without sort of saying a word <laughs> that was really dark everything we were like super happy and everything it was great and she just was like i'm i'm off see ya packing up my um, hot dogs and i'm getting out of here <laughs> literally um and uh and i don't know you know it's been, it's been a really funny show, but I'll, I'll say something quite sad. There's a, an ex of, uh, of a long time who I, I still love very much and talk to very often. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think we will uh, be together again. But I just I, I think she might listen to this because we still speak regularly. We're friends. And um, she said uh, about the last show I was on, she said, I'll send me a link when it's out and I'll, uh, I'd like to listen to it. So I'm sure she'll listen to this. And uh, yeah, I still love her very much. And, uh, value her friendship and value the relationship we we still have okay well i can't cut that out <laughs> <I'm> joking <laughs> imagine that you just like fucking tell us on it and then i'm just like nah not bad bad content throw away you could edit it so i was like really slagging her off yeah yeah easy she cooks shit hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> i could basically put her name when logan and jake paul were yeah yeah exactly 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 um yeah this i just had to ask those questions not so much into this question but you'll see where i'm coming from here Seventy-five thousand one hundred ninety pounds every time you're romantic with somebody careless whisper by george michael plays in your ear oh no no i've got a big problem with any music playing when i'm romantic with somebody carl bilkinson actually did say once just stick the telly on and and i'm in that camp uh, music i've got a real problem be playing when i'm uh, romantic with someone um so but the fact is careless whisper as well that's uh that is even worse and it's every single time it's everything do i have to like put it on and explain to them like listen i signed this contract with with uh, this guy named ainsley i don't want to help get into the whole thing but i have to play this non-disclosure yeah i can't talk about it but i've got to play this song is that okay in fact it has to be okay or this isn't happening this is it's, le- <laughs> it's legally binding so <laughs> my hands are tied I, I can't he, he will sue um he's watching he's got a camera in his no <laughs> um what was the what was the price again for that one it was seventy five thousand one hundred ninety. but i did say they all play in your ear so. oh in my ear oh that's yeah, so much it could even be in your head oh that's so much better i mean i feel for some reason even though it wouldn't be too much too much difference it would be way more off-putting if it was in my head if it was in my ear, if I had like one one AirPod in, right, I feel like that I could deal with that more than it actually being in my head. Because being in my head, I would, I feel like I'd just be going insane. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd lose focus. You know, I, I'd, uh, I don't want to get too graphic or anything, but yeah, I'd, uh, I'd lose concentration. I think if there was just this song playing in my head, 
and this is for life i assume isn't it this is forever this is this is the, the rest of my time on this earth marriage if it happens and everything so 75 grand though that's a nice chunk of change um boy what about how about there's no vocals it's just saxophone just like whenever you lean in and the kiss is about to kind of blossom and you say oh oh man this is really tough this is a really great question um so it's in one it's just about because it is for life every time i am sort of romantic with somebody um oh that's a lot of money i mean I, I don't sniff at, at, at that sort of money, and I, I, I believe everyone has their price. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reluctantly accept that one. I'm gonna reluctantly. It's a lot better than than what I thought it was at first, where it had to be played like out loud on speakers. <laughs> you have to have your own Walkman so, with you all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go for that one. I'll, I'll take you up on that one. That's let's call it yeah. seventy five, shall we? Seventy five thousand. Let's call it let's call it seventy five because it's a lot better than what I thought it was actually. Jamie, we're up to your last question now. Um, how well do you think you've done so far? I mean, I don't really. Uh, what's the metric for well? Is it like, is it like how low I've kept the price, or I don't, I don't really know. I've just kind of tried to be honest about <laughs> everything. Um, I feel like I've been true to myself, and in that sense, I've done well. Yeah, I mean, as it stands, um, you, I mean, your your job is to try to haggle above the price I begin with. If you succeed mm. most of the time, you're probably going to end up around the $400,000 mark. If it's below $400,000, it's okay. Three fifty dollars and below is pretty bad. Mm. So yeah, that tends to be how things are going. Yeah, I, I pushed you up on the on the on the the early the early low money ones, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, you know, on the, the the piss guns and the Elon Musk's. But the yeah, the big money questions I've, I've yeah okay all right let's let's listen to the last one and then then we'll uh we'll see here we go yeah so i need to know because your biggest fear is your own mortality but i'd love for you to yeah. explain a little bit more and kind of include vr and ai into your into your monologue here absolutely yeah so my, my fear is old age and mortality but not not for the the reasons that, that other people have that fear you know most people just fear dying and they, they fear not existing one day. Mine isn't exactly that, uh, although that you know that's a bad factor. My it's it's just more of a sort of a, a curse that I was born in this time period. Although I'm grateful for the technology we do have, I love technology, and I sit and I fantasize and I wonder about what technology. If we haven't destroyed the planet and killed ourselves, what technology will look like in I don't know three, four, five hundred years time. My dream is that by the time I'm an old, senile, you know, person, they can just put me in some sort of tube and I can I can just like live in a VR fantasy world. And I've got like nutrients going into one arm and I don't know, like heroin going into the other, because by the time I'm that age, I think I'm, I'm going to be ready to try heroin. Yeah. <laughs> so I can I can just live in this VR paradise in a little tube. Consciousness is uploaded to that and I can just live there happily forever. And it's, it's like ready player one and I can just make things happen. And the consciousness, consciousnesses of other people are, are there. That's my dream. That's what I want. Right. I want that techno. Basically, heaven. It, right technological heaven i want them to achieve heaven through technology and i know realistically i'm probably not going to see that in my lifetime my biggest fear is basically dying before 
uh, I don't know, huge leap forwards in technology, basically. I mean, what you described is almost like simulation theory, but in a very uh, utopian sense of the word. Do you believe in um, simulation theory? You know, it's it's one of those ones people people have asked this to me before and we've discussed it before. And I, I kind of always land on, well, I don't know. And it doesn't matter. It's yeah. like it it. it yeah, mate. It could be. It couldn't be. But it does. It's not really going to make a difference. I don't think it's. I don't know. I mean, if we were in some kind of simulation, it would go well beyond what we comprehend it to be, what we understand it to be, anyway. So, um, I really don't know. I, I you know, it's, that's that. You get into a very deep philosophical hole there, don't you? Of, are we, uh, are we immortals? Uh, sorry, are we mortal or are we immortals having the mortal experience? I don't know, but. I want a Star Trek style utopia where I can live in a VR paradise like the holodeck on Star Trek. And I think, I think we'd have to be very self-important to um, consider that we are in a simulation. And I, mm. I think that would, that's actually a very good binding force to why there could be a true situation that we are in that kind of universe because we are so self-indulgent as a, as a species. And we, think, and we think what we have to say and think is very valuable and, you know, yeah intelligence is yeah. yeah i think that we it could potentially have happened but who knows a, 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 you know huge sections of, of society humanity believe that they're you know a, a god created everything just to have a relationship with this one species of primate and that's how self-important we think we are yeah. You know, <laughs> so one hundred and eighty-seven thousand nine hundred and eighty pounds, Jamie. When you die, you get your wish. Your mind, body, and intellect is intact. However, there was an issue during transportation of your body, and your being is accidentally installed into the body of a raccoon. <laughs> so I'm kind of okay. So so I'm in this paradise, and it's kind of under my control. But I am I'm always stuck in the body of a raccoon. Yes. So like everything else I wish for is there and the, the people I love, I guess, are there and I, I can change it to Rivendell or the bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise if I want. Uh, Star Trek, the, the, the Starship Enterprise. Um, but I'm a raccoon. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to definitely push you up on that one. And the reason why, because part of this wish is my body could be anything. I could be an Ent from Lord of the Rings or I could be a an eagle or a robot or it could be godzilla or do you know what i mean in this in this this paradise this vr paradise that i sort of imagine having been so restricted to be one form of of, of being is no but then i no i'm gonna have to take you up on that one i'm gonna have to take you up more on that one is there a specific animal that you could consider so i'd be stuck in one form forever i mean uh I mean, to be honest with you, even being stuck as a human being would be tough, would be something I'd have to, you know, consider. Because um, like I said, a part of it would be being able to maybe not even have a mortal form, you know, maybe not even a, a physical form, maybe just being able to exist as as air or so. I don't know. It's, you, you know, you couldn't, it's anything. It's unlimited. It's your unlimited imagination. So being stuck in a in a in a, in a form, um, <clears throat> maybe maybe like a fantasy character, maybe like an elf from Lord of the Rings or something like that. But I, I still want I still want to take you up on it a little bit because 
I want to go like, can we go like 2.30? Because it was, it was, your initial offer was one. 187 was the original. 187. Um, how about I give you 195 and you can pick whatever being fictional or non-fictional that you, that you desire. 200. 198.5. Is there a funny number we can... <laughs> 198.5. Okay. Um, just just to be awkward, we'll go, I'm going to go 199. Just to, just to be really awkward. All right. 199. All right. Okay. 199. Yeah. Just to, just to win. Just as I've had that victory. And I, I yeah. And I'd be like, uh, I'd probably be a, a, like an elf from Lord of the Rings or something like that. Okay. That's cool. I'm happy with that. Nice. So we've come to the end of the show. Um, so what I do now is I ask you to monologue to the audience, tell them who you are, what you're doing. Um, and by the way, as we discussed before, um, this is going to air in a couple months. So your newest project will probably be up and running. So please tell us about this new project that you've been working on, Jamie. Ah, yeah. Thank you. So yeah, my name is uh, Jamie. I currently do the mocking jays podcast with two good friends of mine it's very casual we sit down each week we chat there's a different theme sometimes we have little games and challenges and things um i'm currently also doing a series called me and the makers where i interview different artists and content creators and you know any type of artist comedian streamer whatever um we just sit down and, and have a little chat um, you can also find me on Twitch at Lethal Grey, uh, where I stream most days, mainly Hearthstone, but I like to do just chatting and whatever games, you know, if there's a big popular game, I'll probably be playing that. So that's Mockingjay's podcast, Me and the Makers, and Lethal Grey. So I mean, while, uh, <clears throat> while Ainsley's uh, adding up, uh, I, my PayPal is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, yeah, just just fire me at those places. And um, everything I do, I like it to have a, a very casual vibe. You know, anybody's anybody's welcome. Anybody's welcome to come and, and, and join in. Uh, if you've got a project, if you're an artist or a creator of some kind, just uh, contact me at one of those places. And uh, I'm sure I'd be more than happy to have you on. It doesn't really matter if you've got 100 million subscribers or, or one, honestly. I'm just interested in your your art and the way you think and your process um and we just have fun and have a casual talk nice so i have your amount in pounds and very soon i'll have it in dollars so yeah i don't i i feel like my gut feeling is by by the metric of you know your show i might not have done well in that sense but uh, i feel i've been true to myself like i said and, and that's that's the real victory jamie are you ready to hear the price of your dignity this evening please so, Jamie, you've been in a tub of cheese. You've had a pissy water fight with me. You've been in a um, housemate with both Logan and Jake Paul. And not to forget, Ooh. you are now an uh, elf for the rest of your AI life forward from now. Ooh. So, for that and all the other things that we've mentioned today on this program, you have been worth £326,896. And okay. for our American listeners, that would be $455,594.96. So that's, that's good, right? You said it's, it's kind of okay if it's over that price? I would say that is kick-ass. 
I think you've done it. Four thousand five hundred odd dollars. I'm happy with that. I'm very happy with that. I definitely would be. I'm just writing that down so I don't forget it. So you're happy with how that turned out? You're happy with? I'm very. Oh, I'm happy with my price. I was already very happy with the show. I've had an, a great time. It's been so much fun. Really, really, so much fun. I mean, I knew it would be good. It was even better than I thought it would be. That's exactly what I want people to think of me. <laughs> and then I show in general. Yeah. <laughs> Ainsley, no, it's it was... better than we thought you'd be. <laughs> better, than he, better than he thought. Thanks, Mark. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. No, I'm, re- I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, having you on, on my show in the near future. But by the time this episode's out, uh, it might be might be there already. Let's um, let's hang up and then uh, talk some Kung Fury if you want. If you have time. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, we'll do that. Perfect. My name is Ainsley Blakely May. This has been Price Tag Pod. That has been Jamie. Listen to his podcast, Mocking Jays, and we'll be. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.